Welcome to the Disconnection Podcast. This is our little show called Universe. Uh, maybe we'll call this Universe Episode 1, but this is the segment of Disconnection where we just want to talk about things in life, talk about pop culture, talk up to each other, um, what shows we're watching, what things on the internet's going on. Um, I saw Black Panther last night. We have it not. Me and Ben are uh, going yeah. to... Uh, Watch a showing tonight at ten thirty. So, or don't fucking say anything. Yeah, we're. I'm not gonna say anything about Ori it. I'm not gonna low. say anything. I'm gonna. I don't say, even want to know if he likes it. Like, I like it. Yeah, I wish you, you didn't know. tell me. And it was dope. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. We're gonna move on. When when I was going in to see uh, Batman vs Superman, people said that they liked it. People said that they didn't like it. When I was going in to see uh, Justice League, people said they liked it. People said they didn't like it. The differences of my approach for Batman vs Superman was that. I went in and I was like, I don't care if it's good or not. I want to be here for the adventure that they take me on. And I had fun with it. Same. It wasn't the best, but I had fun with it. Same. My approach, Very cool. I, my approach to Justice League was, I'm going to have fun with this and it's going to be cool and I'm going to enjoy it. And it didn't, you know, build up to my expectations. And It was a really bad movie is what it was. It, and what I'm going to do for every, you know, following movie that comes out where it's a superhero movie and I'm invested in the character is that we'll see where the adventure takes me, you know, because when you build up uh, excitement for it like that, where you're like, I know their story and I know what's going to happen. And then you go in and you're like, God, that fucking just wasn't what I wanted it to be. You're let down and it's not... I don't well, like that. Haven't we been saying that for years? You want to go into these movies with the, you know, uh, best expectation that they could possibly be. Like, it's not like I'm walking into Batman versus Superman hoping for it to fail because I like Marvel movies or vice versa. You know what I mean? Either way, it's a film and I'm excited about the characters because I know them from different mediums and I want it to per be portrayed in a fun way that's satisfying. And if I walk into and first of all, I don't like to know opinions about the film before walking into it because I do think it sways everybody because everybody's fucking biased. You hear all your friends saying that they love a movie and it's very very easy to um, get caught up in the things that you thought other people liked while you're watching the film as opposed to having your own opinion. But going into these movies, I'd say the best thing to do is not set your expectations, but just set yourself ready to have fun at a superhero movie because it's a fucking superhero movie. You don't have to take yourself too seriously. But at the end of the day, it's got to be a well-produced film. And uh, a lot of these have not. I mean, Batman vs. Superman specifically suffered from terrible editing and like weird story pacing it was pacing, stupid climax. I, yeah, I mean, it, there was a lot of problems in that movie. But you see the special edition, which added a lot of extra scenes. Half hour. Half hour of R-rated content. That's great. Half yeah. hour worth of scenes. And it's Amazing. significant because, like, there was stuff in the story that I didn't understand, like, the first and second time I watched the normal edition. Isn't that crazy? Th that made a lot more <laughs> sense in the special edition. Like, are you guys fucking retarded? You can watch a two and a half hour movie and walk out of it being like, wait, I don't understand how yeah. this plot point like a exactly plot point. like i'm not a stupid you know? movie going person like i've watched movies i can keep up you know what i mean and then uh watching something like this and i'm sorry or he's making faces because i'm talking away from the microphone <laughs> so i apologize if you guys hear me snapping during this it's because i'm telling ben to practice good mic etiquette yeah i don't have got to get his face good mic up etiquette. the mic don't move the whole mic, man. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying <laughs> to make it better. Dude, dude, we got we got ways of doing. This. I'm trying to make it higher. Okay. All right, I, I lost I lost my point where I Listen, was. Listen, I think the thing is that these movies they're pop culture at this point. It's not 
a geeky superhero movie anymore. Sure. It's like it, a mass audience, um, you know, theatrical experience that the masses go to. It's not our, like, bread and butter, like, I'm going to take this VHS and run over to my buddy's house, and we're going to sit in the basement and watch it together mm. and then talk about it. It's not like that at all. It's it's a family event. These are family movies now. They these are, are, but these the are people, movies that are watched in the light, you know? Like it's, I'll, I'll disagree to an extent because I'll say the people, I, I know the people making the Marvel movies are like sheer sweaties. Like there are definitely comic book fucking nerds pouring their soul into the content of of these films. Do they build the films in a way that's family friendly? Yes. Is there a devil's anus in Thor's Ragnarok that leads to a whole, you know what I mean? It's a hole through space and time. Yes, that's yeah, some you sweaty shit. It's fucking awesome. You can have both. I mean, there is. Maybe there the is family a, friendly thing has a negative connotation on it. Because I'm not saying it's, it's ne- negative. No, I, 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 don't, I didn't take it negatively at all. I think that the family friendly thing is a thing that Marvel has going for it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Helps them sell billions of movie tickets. <laughs> you know what I dollars, mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't care if it's geared towards a younger audience to an extent because if they're making a good movie, then it's a good movie. And I'm there and I enjoyed myself. The jokes landed. The plots made sense. Sweet. You know, we made it to the end of the film with a satisfactory a satisfaction in our hearts and in our heads and uh, that's a good thing to walk out of the theater with and I think that's what they should be aiming for you know so when you have a non-cohesive movie like Batman vs Superman I'm walking out of the theater not sure how how to feel about it um, you know that stinks that stinks yeah, <laughs> I think also Justice League too was also just kind of like this Justice thing. League was such a fucking mess. It what was, was up with that mess. Russian family that kept zooming into? I, know, I, I didn't give a shit that about was, that. That was all. What the hell? Uh, what's the guy from Marvel that came to DC to finish up that movie? Josh Josh Whedon. Joss Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon. No, I don't blame Joss Whedon for no, that Russian family. That at was all. definitely a Joss Whedon move. Dude, Joss Whedon was literally sent in. First of all, I found out Zack Snyder was, for the record, fired from Justice League. And I thought the, it's because the like, whole his thing with his died, daughter, right? it, it, she committed suicide, I think is what it was. She's fucking terrible, you know what I mean? And it's even worse that they had to use that as the PR spin from yeah, him getting fired from Justice that League. That is really fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what the hell? Where did you find out that he was fired? It's, did... it's like headlines this week. Apparently, really? uh, three months before the, his daughter committed suicide, they had fired him off the project wow. i guess they had watched what he had filmed they didn't like the results you know what i mean that's crazy and they were like all right well we need somebody else to helm this project and they got the dude who did fucking avengers joss whedon who was a great writer and director for the record and you know what even if i didn't like a lot of the stuff from justice league i blame the fact that he walked in to a movie that was already made and had to remake it you know, that's number one, not an easy scenario. Yeah, it's to one walk thing to into. walk into a movie and cut parts out. Right. But that's it's it. another thing to walk into a movie and reshoot it. You shot from, the whole thing. You shot like, the whole movie. Legitimately, like, like the I, whole thing, they, yeah. they kept the scene where, they sorry like for 30%. spoilers. I don't even know if it was 30%. I know the scene. No, it's like 30%. Like, Did you see the, the release? There was a press release where uh, someone released a shot for shot list. Of all the scenes that. that were cut mm-hmm. out, like each yeah, yeah. specific scene and moment that was cut out, and it was something like, like forty percent of the movie was cut, but then another like twenty or thirty percent was shot over or just new shots completely. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a twenty uh, percent keeping an eighty percent reshooting from scratch. They still kept a lot of stuff. 
Well, it, you, a lot you can, of it had you can tell the scenes. No, you you can tell certain scenes. Like every time Superman comes in and his mustache looks weird. First of all, that mustache thing is no joke. I realized it from yeah, the first no time. No I was joke. watching the movie from the first fucking scene of Superman coming in. Dude, my girlfriend I actually it. walked in late to the theater me and, when me and Kyle saw it, um, and I missed the opening Superman camera phone scene. Mm-hmm. And I later watched it. And some Chinese guy, I guess, got it and it posted in HD on the internet. And uh, it looked awful. <laughs> it looked awful. I couldn't believe how awful. bad yeah. it looked. It was really, really terrible. And honestly, I didn't even notice when yeah. I saw it. Well, that's strange. You know what the thing is? I've heard from other people that they didn't notice. I didn't so you're notice. not the only one. Dude, my girlfriend but it was bothering noticed. the shit out of me. My girlfriend now knows what the meaning of the of the term uncanny valley. She, she <laughs> now understands <laughs> what that means. And now every time she'll use that, whenever she uses that yeah. term, she'll literally think of like the Superman mustache. You know what's, <laughs> the Henry you Cavill know what's so strange though? Mustache gate. That's funny. You know what's so strange? Uh, when I saw Rogue One for the first time, I was tripping balls because I didn't know that Tarkin was totally CGI. I didn't know that and either. I felt like yeah. an idiot after. But I was like, I know I know that actor, and there's no way he's that fucking mm-hmm. old. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing came out. And I was just like, wow. They, I, like I, At the time, I thought they did a really good job. But then I went back, and I was like, you can totally tell that it's CGI. But I, Superman was not nearly as well done as that, let's yeah. put it that way. It's fucking terrible. And those are both uh, Disney. No, I'm sorry, that's not Disney. That's, yeah, no, uh, they're, no, 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 no. Oh, Superman DC's is, is not. DC, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Who does? Who do you know? Which company does the DC VFX? Uh, VFX. Um, no, I don't. Because uh, when I saw Black Panther, the credits were all Lucas and uh, and Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah, yeah. ILM, ILM and and Lucas. Uh, I didn't know it was ILM uh, people on Marvel. Dude, stuff. ILM cool. is especially well. Think about how CGI heavy. Uh, Black Panther has to be in Sorry, civil. Don't say anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. talking don't, about the movie. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Actually, now I'm going back. Don't even reference I'm, I'm Black Panther. It doesn't exist. Act like you never watched it. I'm going back to Civil War, and I'm going to tell you about never, how never watched Black it. Panther was all CGI in that movie. A lot of people don't know that that was a. It was like a. Yes, his suit is his CGI. Suit, his whole thing is like CGI. His actual suit that he's wearing yeah. as a costume. So yeah, yeah. like that. And how how many minutes was he on screen for? I don't know. In full costume, you know, like most of it. Not most of it. No, no, not. most of his scenes were yeah, in, in full, full costume. costume. Yeah, but like uh, Civil War, and that's still like a big undertaking to do that much like graphical work and and texturing and layering and and all that stuff. But this movie was like very dependent on it. So when I saw Lucas, uh, what is it? Lucas Studios, Lucas Films, Lucas Lucas Films, Films I think. Lucas Films, Lucas right? Films. And ILM, mm-hmm. I was like, oh word. They need these guys. Like this is uh this is the real deal, uh, peak of FX. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that is. I, well, I don't know who DC Studios is. I thought you were just looking it up. But I did. I couldn't find. You it. couldn't find who. Regardless does their of who does their in-house uh, VFX, uh, you know. Th- it's 2018. Don't fucking yeah. I I don't know. I read in a Reddit comment thread, whatever the fuck that means to you, that it's much easier to cover something than take it away in in CGI. Yes. So yes, in that, layering in general. Yeah. So yeah. on that that mustache could have just been handled a lot better. Let's just. Did put, you hear that there was a guy that um, allegedly? Worked on the VFX team for the Super uh, Superman mustache, or we'll just call it the Mustache Gate. Uh, he came on ready. He did an AMA, but a lot of people. I think I read that AMA. That's what I'm talking. A lot about. of people were saying that this doesn't actually add up. Like he, they, mm. they were questioning his credibility. Mm. And and I looked it up last night because I wanted to talk about it. Is that it's still debated? It's still people are still like, I don't think this guy really works 
Uh, so it was just a dude coming in. Yeah, I think it was just an imposter. But like, uh, it was mostly because of like the credentials of the software that he was talking about that didn't really make sense. Mm. But but how ugly did Stephen Wolf look in that movie? Terrible, terrible. Literally, PlayStation One liter- graphics. Literal eyes. PlayStation One graphics. Just boring. Just not cool. It was like just the gray acting was and bad bland. in that movie yeah. too. I had a lot of problems. Speaking with of Justice people League. who are gray and animated, yeah, um, we're gonna. I'm not sure when we're going to release this episode, but we will definitely release the next universe episode after the finale of Dragon Ball Super. So to anyone listening now, be prepared for that. Yeah. We're going to do... Who's caught up on Super? We're on episode 51 right now, I think. What is this 51 thing? What are you, you talking mean? about? 51 talking? in the arc. Oh, in this current in the arc. arc. Oh, no, like no, I follow it by the, by right, the right. show. We'll, the yeah, we're watching it by... Kyle sent me an episode list with the last episodes, and that's yeah. how it's numbered, so it's in my head like okay. that. In the Sorry. current arc, yeah, it's like 51. Yeah, right. So let's be specific. We're actually in the Tournament of Power at the tail end. We're in the literal last four episodes of fucking Dragon Ball Super. Which is which, so sad. Which has been going on for three years. Three and years. time flies We've been watching watch. weekly. Every Sunday, man. I love... I, I mean, it was Sundays, and then it kind of went to Saturday at night. But that weight kept me alive during these last three <laughs> weeks, man. <laughs> Looking forward to some Dragon Ball at the end of the week. Holy... Yeah, honestly, it made me fuck. feel like a kid again. Like, that's that's I feel like I'm, I'm waiting for Toonami or something, Classic right? Toonami like, after school. Well, it's funny, because Dragon Ball Super, in English, is on Toonami. Yeah. On uh, Saturday nights. Um, but super, yeah, the, the sub, I've grown to love the sub, which is something that I never thought that I would be able to do. The subs much better than the dub. I think so too. And I grew up watching the dub on Toonami in America. So when I would go back and watch movies when I was a kid, you know what I mean? When I was Mm -hmm. a kid, when I would watch the movies or what I would watch shows and find the DVDs and whatever, I would watch them dubbed. And so Goku for me was always, Hey guys. Right, the the Chris, what's his name? The I don't remember the voice. Yeah, actor's yeah, the name, voice actor. The hey guys, I'm Goku. Right, like mm-hmm. it's very very different from his uh, Japanese counterpart. He's dude. Um, it's it's very different. They also what I realized is they changed music and words. Oh, they changed music. Yeah, no way. big thing, big thing. If you go wow. watch old uh, sub Dragon Ball Z, it's got different music than the dub Dragon Ball Z. Wow. Later well, on. I know they. Uh, I they don't know if the, they do it in Super. They had the Dragon Rock song. The, uh, rock the Dragon for the American audience. Rock the Dragon. Yeah, it was like, uh, how did that one dragon, go? Rock the Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it was literally... I remember the, that remember one. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was literally the lamest thing. Yeah. Like, dragon, in, Dragon, Rock the Dragon. Yeah. Like, some I, I, I might like have to that. play it for you. Can head, you play it from your computer for us, yeah. Kyle? It's just it's That's actually we, I, that We actually bad. can't play any music from uh, other sources. You actually can't what? We can't play any music wow. from oh, other that's sources. Oh, that podcast thing? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, well I'll, oh, I'll talk to my people about that, and we'll get, yeah. the, we'll get all the papers in order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. It was literally like, they, they had to make it really hype for American audiences. Yeah, and Dude, it got us hype. Got us it got us Dragon hype. Ball as kids. So now that I'm watching it as an adult, subbed, I don't know if I can go back now and watch it dubbed anymore. Honestly, there's a couple of things when it comes to subbed and dubbed. Uh, like... I'm used to watching and reading subtitles from the very first movie I ever saw subtitled, which was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And oh, I was wow. in the movie theater, and my friend that I went with, his dad was not reading me the subtitles. So I was like, wow, this is so cool, like so much action, like read the subtitles too and get the story. Yeah. So I'm, since I was a kid, I'm used to like reading the subtitles. I've seen lots of anime shows. I enjoy reading. Sometimes when there's a crossover and they have the dubbed, it really loses a lot of the 
power that some shows have and a lot of the like um, emotional like uh, depth gets lost in the crossover. Sometimes it builds it up. Like, in my opinion, I prefer the English version of Gurren Lagann, which I didn't like until I watched it with Ben. Hmm. I watched first the subbed, and Ben was like, dude, you gotta watch the dub. And I'm like, yeah, I really Did we watch the like sub or dub, Ben? Which one? Dubbed. We watched the dub together? You guys watched the dub. Yeah. yeah. But for, they got great sometimes voice it, actors. I don't sometimes know. it works, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. Huh, interesting. I think, I, I, I'll say, I think I watched Full Metal Alchemist dubbed and really liked it. Did you see the trailer for the Netflix um, movie they're doing? For Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it, it looks, look... It, it looks just like uh, Death Note. Like that same kind of like eh, B-grade kind of movie it, making. It's not A-list movie making. But it's, it's not... This time it's from a, it's from a foreign studio. It's not, Death Note was an American studio. Oh, was it, was it really? Yeah. Like... Um, what is this? Full Metal I, Alchemist 2017? I think, I think Death yeah. Note was an American studio. Wait, did it already come out? Or yeah, it's 2017. It, it 2017? Yeah, it was like a movie. But it was like B grade, dude. It was very B. It came out. Yeah, it did. All right, when did it come out? 2017. Last I guess year. we know what we're watching after this podcast. We got a 20 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, dude. Literally. Yo, honestly, we didn't hear I think there's it, also something to be said about uh, the critics and how they just like Ben, just like you said about when you hear someone's opinion before you go into a movie, it changes the way that you perceive the movie. Well, I think Rotten Tomatoes is the the actual problem. I, listen, when you have the ability from a critic standpoint to affect how many people go to a movie like oh it didn't get that percentage i'm not going to go see it you really are influencing a lot of the populace to say like this is good or this is bad when a lot of people are they need to form their own opinions on whether or not it's good or bad well, I, I think e, people have no clue what they're looking for when they're going to movies and I trying e, to form their Justice opinions League. yeah warner brothers owns or time i think it's time warner technically no i think warner, it, brothers. warner, brothers. warner, brothers. warner brothers owns yeah. ron tomatoes and they withheld the scores for Justice League before it came out. Sure. And if you're anybody who's actually fucking paying attention, you know that's a tactic because they're shitting their fucking pants. But the normal movie-going audience doesn't realize that. And it is unfortunate that they've got to literally hide critic scores literally, to get butts hide in scores. seats, you know? I, a lot of people don't understand that these critic scores, they're not like – they're not going to see the movie the week it comes out. These, these reviews are written a full week to two weeks before – these guys all see the movie the, early. They they not not only do they see it early, but they get like screenings and copies, and they get like wined and dined by theaters, and they, and they they, they get taken out less too. so less so now because there's more proliferation of rev- critics. Like everyone's a critic these yeah. days. Like you can literally just start up any YouTube I, channel. I don't know and if it's critic, like actual wine and dining. They'll, not, they'll, 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 yeah, send they'll send them seats you stuff to and they'll take premieres. That's it. Um, as far as I understand, different. Well, different people get different tiers. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I. I, I it doesn't. That doesn't sound right to me. To be completely honest, that, like. Well, that's I how think, it happens. I mean, that's, no, I, I don't. I don't know if that's correct. I mean, I know there are a lot of movie critics, and they'll give them a ticket to the premiere. But I, it's. I, I'm pretty sure they don't get wined and dined legitimately. Well, there's like, uh, there's like I know tiers. what you mean. There's different tiers of critic, right? There's like the legacy critics, like the magazines, like sure. W, uh, Hollywood Reporter, yeah. Uh, but who's uh, and then there's like the second tier which is like the online publications mm-hmm. and then third tier is I, what I would consider like the YouTubers are kind of like the people that just get maybe maybe an early showing a couple days early so a lot a lot of the legacy the, the legacy companies they get those are the ones that get like they're going to every out, single like, one of those premieres of course yeah. I think that's I, also a, a, there's going to be a change or there has been a change in what is considered legacy there are more people on YouTube watching those uh 
critics, some of them, sure. then there are people reading those magazines. I, I agree with For you sure. 100%. The populace is completely changing its shift in this uh, 2018 world of where they're getting their information and reading their critics from. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. People are 100% are more people are going to YouTube to watch their, to find and watch their favorite reviewers. Of I know movies. I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, dude, listen, I've got my choice guys that I like to go to and I, I know like their opinion on most movies and I use that as a relative thing to, to understand their opinion on other films. He's good. I'm good, dude. Like you're I'm speaking talking, into the microphone. Past the mic. No, what do you, like right here is not speaking into the microphone. <laughs> so to speak on YouTube, there. I am not positive on it, and I'm trying to look for it, but... What are you looking there, for? The percentage of media that's consumed and information, it's mostly on YouTube. People are consuming more on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there's lots of like stupid things on YouTube and videos, but news too. YouTube through Facebook, and you post a link, and then it's connected to your Facebook, but you're watching it through YouTube. A lot of that is all consumed through uh, digital media. It's no longer... Um, you know, oh, I turn on the news and like, oh, the news station's going to tell me how this went. It's like, no, I'm going to get it through a digital source. I haven't source. gotten news through not my computer and like yeah, since, very, since very I can long. remember. <laughs> it's like, if I'm just like out like in in the world and I see a TV on in the background or whatever, you know what I mean? Like That's it's probably usually, the one out of billions I know, times and I'll it's usually something I already news. know. It's yeah, usually yeah, a news literally. piece that I already know. You know, it's kind of weird like that. Like, the, the information comes faster on the internet. That's for yeah. fucking sure. So that's exactly why that happens. Yeah, I, and it's becoming like a, a companion type of uh, device. You know, when the radio started, you know, phasing out, not completely, but because everyone was receiving their information from television, uh, the radio became like a companion. You have it on in the background. You have it while you're yeah. in the car driving. That's what a TV has now become. Where it's for sure. Uh, when you turn on the TV, you put on a news channel or whatever, and then you do other things. It's a companion. You're it's passively just there, watching. Passively, not yeah, watching, yeah. Passively listening. Passively receiving information from it. All of the active, uh, you know, information that we as populists look for. It's digital. It's through our phones. It's through uh, a computer. And that's why Rotten Tomatoes has so much power because they are digital and they're on the computer and they're on the internet and they're saying like, oh, we have the ultimate say. And you know what? There's also, no, it's, there's a hype behind it. It's not them a saying they have okay. their ultimate say. What do you right, mean right. by hype a hype? hype is created behind it. Yeah. I, I, but what do I mean a hype? I mean that three years ago you did not see a movie trailer and the main part of the movie trailer was that it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomato. They make such a point to emphasize yeah, yeah. that these days because people have started to care a lot more. There is some sort of hype that was built over you go into threads about your favorite Marvel movies, favorite DC movies. Every fucking kid is bitching in there. But this got a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes. Or this got an under 50. So how can you think that that's a significantly better movie? <laughs> I, the, the score yeah, does, literally. It, it's what it's like. And the score doesn't dictate how good of a movie it is. It just dictates how many of these critics enjoyed it. And it's up to you personally to decide if you actually enjoyed the film, regardless of if you're a critic, if you understand movies or not. It's your opinion at the end of the day. Do not forget that so let's move on to something a little different um speaking different but but similar same same but different um how much youtube would each of you guys say you consume let's say in a let's say in a day let's say in a day so i actually uh because i'm still in school fuck me um i recently took a uh 
analysis, I, I took uh, data from my life over the course of five days mm-hmm. uh, to see where I'm receiving all of my media from, where, where all of my information is coming from. Was this like a psych class? Or a, no, no, this is a mass communication class. Mass communication class, nice. And yeah. I am consuming eight hours of media on my phone, about the same on my computer. The computer work is from while I'm at work, while I'm at my occupation. And my phone is just intermittently... Uh, you know, I'm emailing through my phone while I'm wor- work- working or I'm on Reddit or I'm on Instagram or I'm on just the internet in general. YouTube specifically, I'm not receiving much information unless I'm on Facebook, like I said before, and then mm-hmm. I'm getting those videos via YouTube. But uh, all of my information is digital. It's all through my phone. It's all, you know, over the internet. I'm not, no television. I don't watch TV. Uh, books, uh, okay, a lot of books. I, but- <laughs> So you didn't no, answer your you, question. So you didn't answer my question. Zero. I don't. I don't so watch. You didn't any. answer my question. Your, your question was how much YouTube do I consume? How many? Zero. I asked how many hours. I don't believe zero. That, for the record, zero, zero. through zero. YouTube. Through YouTube itself, zero. But through the internet, eight hours a day. So you right, say but that you, on but Facebook, you, but you get to YouTube. Like what, when you're saying through the internet, it's not like you're not on a portal. That's or you asked you how much YouTube you're consuming. Yeah, how much YouTube? It doesn't you mean that watch. you literally had to go to YouTube and watch the video. I'm on Reddit all day, yet I still am able to watch X amount of hours of YouTube. You that's know what, what I'm I trying mean? to say. Yeah, it's a lot of shit links to YouTube, and that's kind of what he's asking. So how you. much YouTube do you think you? How many hours okay, so, do you watch, Cal? So so I'll say, again, sometimes. Well, I'll quantify it for you. Thirty minutes a day. Okay. How many how many hours so angry, do you think though. you watch a week? Just answer the question. A week? A week. Maybe two hours. Two hours total YouTube a week. Via um, other other platforms. For sure. Do you yeah. have the so I'm taking that you don't have like so a dedicated angry. channel or or a dedicated channel or anything that you like or a dedicated like list of channels that you I do, but frequent. there are articles that I read. There, it's not things that I watch as much. Um on but I'm talking you about don't leave stuff in the background. No, I'm talking about YouTube background. though. I'm Music about, is my background. I'm talking about YouTube specifically. I don't know. Okay, so that, that, yeah, that, yeah. well, it was just a question. You don't look yeah, up yeah. like how to build shit on YouTube um, or don't. like a review of. Uh, a and movie there's a point to this too. That's what I'm asking because there's a point Reading to this. Too much ben, to uh, same question for you. How much? How many hours do you think you watch a day of YouTube? I'm like embarrassed to answer that question. I, I watch a lot too. So how many? How many hours? I, dude, I I, I, can't, I can't quantify that legitimately. Because like I because uh, I'll say this like in the last week I've been going to sleep watching YouTube, so it's fucking on, you know. But like sometimes I'll watch other stuff. Okay, so we'll going say like at least eight hours. Right, at eight hours is a high estimate. Um, well, you're you're you'd saying be surprised. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll be surprised. Wait, dude, did you say per week or per day? Per day. Per day. Per day. No, day. not eight hours per day. That's crazy. Well, you're you're not, you're talking it up as if you watch so much. Well, I do watch a lot, but eight hours is a shitload. I was uh, my my range, if anything, I would say four to six. Four to six. Maybe okay, that's good, six yeah. is very high end. So in a week, how many hours? A lot. Do you think you watch more on the weekend or on the, during the week? Um, definitely on the weekend. I mean, I'll, you know, Saturday's Dragon Ball Z day. So, you know, I got to wake up, I got to watch, uh, theory videos and then I got to prep watching, <laughs> you know, review videos. And then mm-hmm. I got to watch you know, the episode before, watch like... the episode before massage my mind with somebody breaking down the episode before for like an hour. And then I, you know, we'll just uh, skim around YouTube for, so I would just kind of, I would just kind of like trying to see like how involved you guys are with YouTube. Um, 
because I definitely want to talk about like the YouTube community and the I shift. hate the YouTube community. You hate it? That's well, I also don't pay attention to the comment sections on YouTube because every time no, I have no, no, the comment sections is a universal thing where like everyone ignores the comment sections and just like a sure. But thing, I like, would say that the comment sections are also part of the community is YouTube. I, I'm assuming that when you're saying the YouTube community, you're talking about the streamers and the people who are more putting, like yeah, putting I'm up more content. getting towards like the the streamers and the um. Not streamers, I wouldn't say. Just like the f- the people who frequently post, right? There's like a, there's like a, a the top, not the top top tier. Like, like I can't name you the top posters on YouTube. Like I don't, I don't invest in that part of the community. I don't for know sure. that shit. Right, I so know. He, uh, here, here it is, Ori. How much do you watch? So, I found interestingly enough that I've been out? watching a lot more during the week. I've been watching more during the week, which is which I think is really weird. I always thought that I would be watching more on the weekend, but I find myself doing other shit on the weekend. Um, I think I've been watching something like six hours of YouTube a day. Throughout the day. Six or seven hours of YouTube throughout the day. And it's because I have uh, channels. I'm following a lot of channels right now that post. Not daily. Some of them post daily. Like PewDiePie posts daily, and he posts like two 15-minute videos a day yeah. you know what i mean which is kind of crazy um but it, even I, just I like, follow people even, who post hour videos every even day that yeah even just like the weekly hour long or two hour long videos like mm-hmm. we were talking about the h3 podcast earlier or like h3 those guys uh the podcast they How post about red letter media red letter media also they yeah. post hours of video content yeah but only once um, a week sadly. so i've I, it started with just like, oh, I'll watch this person once a week. And mm-hmm. and also, I'll watch this person once a week. And also, I'll watch this person right. once a week. I mentioned you have 14 people you're watching once a week. Yeah. And then I got to catch up on those Conan clips, too. Well, you watch Conan on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Colbert. Yeah. I'm Team, yeah. You I'm watch not, Colbert? I'm not, I'm not Team Coco. No, I'm not Team uh, Coco. I don't I'll, think Conan is funny. Like, no. Nah, uh, I wow. think he lost have, it. I'll have to heavily disagree with you I there. I think he completely I th- lost it. I think it. Conan's 100% the funniest late ch- late night host currently. You probably think that because you're not watching enough Steve Colbert. Well, I was just going to say that I also <laughs> do watch the Steve Colbert bits. And I think Colbert is good, but I think Conan is legitimately significantly funnier wow. than him. And, dude, Conan shines. He, he really shines when he's doing, like, on the streets and, like, Oh man, on the street stuff. Go, yeah, just going out on location. He has a bunch of bits now where he's gone to he's gone to Israel. He went to uh, w- uh, shit. He was in Germany. Um, he went to Korea. All fucking and they filmed all these skits. Yeah. while well, he's in these countries. His bits are funny. They're, they're, they're wrong, really but, like, funny. They're not. But- well, here, prime where, time. They're not like. Prime. I disagree. I think his. I think his whole thing is that he's very good at taking people in a situation and making that situation hilarious. He do, he's not scared to make like the the person he's interviewing or talking to feel uncomfortable or kind of like fucking with them almost. And I really so pretty much you. I, that's what I was gonna say. I really <laughs> like that kind of shit, and it cracks me up. And he's very good at it. Is that how you consume your late night media? Because I only consume. I, I don't watch that much late night media, but if I see, um, you know, an actor that I like on Conan or somebody interesting on Colbert, I'll turn it on. I'll even, God help me, I hate Seth Meyers, but if there's somebody yeah, I, like I like on Seth his Myers. show, I'll watch. Yeah, he's very fake. He's not funny. Yeah. He's real. His shit. show is very forced. It, um, I don't know why his show exists. It feels no. Really I don't know awkward. why Jordan like, Kepler's show exists. Who's Jordan Kepler? He's, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a new. He was on the Daily Show. He was like one of Trevor Noah's like correspondents. Okay. And they gave him a show. See, I'm so behind. Called I the opposition. About Trevor Noah. Well, you don't know about it because it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's it's just one of it's those. It's called the opposition. It's you called said? the opposition. I've heard of it. Yeah. 
it's not funny. It's, yeah, it's I supposed to be. It's supposed to be like this generation's version of the Colbert Report, which was, was a satire yeah. of the Republican Party right. during the Obama years. Um, for any of you youngsters listening out there, but the opposition is supposed to be that again, right? But it's not funny because what's the guy's <laughs> name? Uh, Jordan Kepler, Jordan Kemp- Kepler, Ooh, Kyle, give, Kepler. Give me a fact check. I, anyways, I've been watching. Uh, but you, it's just really interesting that you also said that you watch some of your Conan videos. Clever. Like the, I don't you watch, watch them the day after. Well, right? I, like no, I, no, listen, I don't follow this shit like per day. I'll I'll go down my list of things I'm subscribed to. Conan mm-hmm. just has to be one of them. If I see an actor or a bit he's doing that I find interesting, I'll turn it on i mean that's that's all there is to it i'll I, I come home i'll literally i'll tell you my youtube rundown if you're interested i watch my little collider movie talk which talks mm-hmm. about uh all the movies that are coming up in upcoming weeks and uh speculations and reviews regarding movies that just came out or whatever those guys saw this week like i'll see those videos if red letter media put up a video i'll watch that i'll check if conan's got a video i told you guys before the show i've been watching all these tested videos where it's adam savage from mythbusters just building a bunch of shit in his room i saw him build the blade runner gun and like oh, excalibur oh, video sword yeah, good videos cool. they're just so fucking interesting to watch you watch these things and you fall in like a pit of YouTube because you start, you're like, oh, this guy's interesting. Let's watch 17 hours of <laughs> what he's doing. You get into a life. rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, ascend I, into a sweaty. I ascend you turn into, into a, a sweaty. sweaty. Yeah. I've been a sweaty for many years, but it just gets worse and worse. I get sweatier. And sweatier and sweatier. So the guy's name sweatier. is Jordan Klepper. Klepper. Kemper, and, Klepper, uh, whatever. I've, yeah. I have no idea who this guy is. Dude, either. he was a correspondent on trevor noah's the daily show right is trevor noah doing well do people he like is. his show he's he's not he's not very funny but he's very well informed and his staff people watch late night shows and they forget that there are more than a dozen people everybody's that writing work on yeah on writing staff yeah. right like it's it's anywhere from like eight to 16 up to 20 people sitting in a room all going Holy shit! What happened today? How are we gonna fit everything that happened today and this week mm-hmm. into a however long segment, half hour or sixty minute segment, for, or really forty five minutes, including you know, not including the commercials? So, his writing staff is very well informed, and they write specifically for uh, Trevor Noah's voice, a South African uh, immigrant who is taking over for. You know, John Stewart is like a legacy guy, right? Like he uh, he was a big part of <laughs> he was a big part of our lives for what? Tw- well, how long was he on the air? 15, 20 years almost. Uh, a long time. A long time. I, I can't say. Um, so he's got a he's got a you know big shoes to fill, and I think his staff does a really really good job of keeping him like ahead. But I don't. When I watch Trevor Noah, I'm not cracking up in the same way where I'm watching Colbert. Mm. who is like he's taking the stand-up uh comedian approach to late night less he's less of a host and more of a uh pop culture uh current events stand-up comedian like you go to see a comedy show and there's always that one guy that wants to talk about uh you know the current events colbert is just like that 
every night. Do you really feel <laughs> that? I, I, honestly, I, I don't feel Colbert to be a comedian in the way that you just described. Watch a Not, show. Dude, I see his interviews, man. I, I find him to be funny, but he's... Uh, Not his interviews, his show. Watch his show. Yeah, I don't watch whole episodes. That's why you're saying what you're saying. You have to watch his show. I don't, I don't watch he, whole episodes he, of Conan just he, the same. That's all yeah. I like to digest. Maybe you would those. dislike Conan if you watched If you watch more Colbert. I think you would. Maybe. I really I think you would. I, think, I find him really hilarious. Yeah. I'm not I honestly don't watch any of these things. Sorry to hear. I don't, I don't find yeah, them I think, com- I think to be completely him. interesting. Well, what do you find to be interesting? Uh, articles. I like to read a little bit more mm-hmm. and receive my information How a little bit differently. about looking up like a guy cooking a whole chicken in the woods on YouTube? That's great, great, great. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did see on YouTube, not even recently, but something, okay, cooking a whole chicken. You ever that see one those? guy that like builds like... Uh, uh, houses and like warms up like huts. Oh, the from, primitive technology yeah, guy. Primitive oh, technology. that guy's great. I've watched so many of those videos. I've, I've seen I them love too. those yeah. videos. So dude. cool. He's I would, great. That yeah, was that was fantastic great, yeah. stuff. So you know it's so funny that you said that. I got to that guy's videos after watching a guy cook a chicken in the woods. Oh my god, <laughs> that is not one percent a joke. <laughs> Which is why you were just like, oh, I love that. Guy. No, that yeah, was ama- It was amazing that you segued straight into that. Well, that's what that reminds me of. You know, funny. So Doing funny. something creative in the woods with like nothing but your hands and your mind, like that's awesome. No, I love that dude. He's so cool, man. And you, even how he just produces his videos is really cool. I want to talk about fast that. Yeah, he, has yeah. Set up, yeah, yeah. he has to set up like all those cameras, and to fast forward like hours of footage, you have to have battery packs, SD card. You know what I mean? I like, didn't even like consider those SDs, that part. Lights, like the lighting rigs. It, yeah. If it rains, it's raining on all your equipment. I don't know if he does he, that. No, he I must just he have one camera and extra battery. He pack. does. He has it's, one. It's, it's not one an camera. insane ca- camera. It's not a crazy. I've like seen that. a bunch of those videos. It's not a really. Yeah, it's not like a really crazy production or or medium screen, whatever. It's not a really crazy production, but it's enough for it to be challenging to do week to week. But does he release weekly videos? Or I don't even know. I don't know. When I watch, he's got a lot of videos. Got a lot of videos. That's why I ask. He, I thought he may have released weekly videos. You but guys maybe monthly. You guys ever see those videos on uh they come I I I've gotten into this really bad habit of sitting in my bed and like there's 7.2 million subscribers for primitive, for primitive technology. technology. He's yeah, he's sick. sick. And his videos pop up on Facebook all the time like those right. auto playing uh uh view stealing <laughs> you know uh Facebook videos. I'm trying to see like how many now how many videos have, he has like, total content. Anyway, oh, he doesn't have many to, uh, at all. One, two, three, four, five. He has 34 videos. That's wow. it. Felt like he had a million. It's because we they pop up all over the place the, a lot. Yeah, they're yeah, all they pop up. Uh, um, I was just trying to say something, and now I completely forgot. What was I building? Did you write up? down the thing you wanted to ask me earlier about? Yeah, but it yeah. was different than what Flatters. I was just about to say. Tell us, let's talk oh, about oh, Flat Earthers. No, let's no, talk about Flat One Earthers, second, bro. before we get on to Flat Earthers, because I, I, I saw, all right, here, this actually relates. I saw this Flat Earth video because of these new uh, habits. Facebook, when I pick up my phone, I'll, I'll find a video in my feed, and then I just start scrolling videos oh, for no. hours. <laughs> it's so bad, and you get such cancer on there. Like, Dude, please you think tell you me about don't this watch Flat eight Earther hours video. of YouTube? No, it's very possible. Dude, please tell me about this Flat Earther video. <laughs> Uh, the Flat Earther th- – well, the Flat Earther video was interesting. It was about um, – I think it, w- it might have been a Vice thing. I, I could be wrong, but uh, whatever. Sorry if you guys watch this on Vice. Uh, they- this guy went to a Flat Earth conference trying to understand – A conference? Uh, yeah, there's there's a whole sold-out conference. I Holy forgot where it was. Shit. And um, It is on Vice News. Dude, shit. can it's we like go? This week's our- 
I'd like to because these people sound interesting. And the guy interviewed a bunch of people there. I would love to go to a flat earther convention. <laughs> here's the interesting <laughs> part. Here's the interesting part about this. I would love to Every go to single that. person he interviewed at the flat earther convention said that they were not. They were originally not like very skeptical of the flat earth thing. And how they became flat earthers was watching a sequence of YouTube videos. And every single person that he spoke to about this had this same like set of how they got into flat earth initially skeptical but there were already conspiracy theorists about something else so these people obviously were already susceptible to be opening to the idea that you know they are being deceived by some government or somebody's trying to hide something from them so they started watching these youtube videos and every single person says i watched one video i wasn't so convinced and eight videos later here i am you know what i mean and uh, yeah, that's just rabbit hole. That just it really that is. Fell into a and, rabbit hole. But it's crazy. A, a rabbit hole. So many people who are so convinced that they have a whole fucking conference about it at the end of the day. I mean, you hear about these flat Earth people, and you're just like, how? That's could, like how people. Uh, how could you even? People buy tickets on mass to go see the. You know, when we make jokes about like our lizard people overlords, right? There's like an actual guy that like came up with like the theory that our like geopolitical overlords are like lizard people. Sure, in they're disguise. all aliens from they're the... all alien lizard people. Yeah, yeah. So people actually like still to this day buy tickets and sell out like uh, convention halls to go see this guy speak. And you know, I'm one of those guys that would buy a ticket to that just to see the spectacle sure. of a man talking about lizard overlords. But you know that most of the people there legitimately yeah, are not even near that mindset. I think they're like convinced. I think people want things to believe in like that. You know, people uh, who are just lost. I, I agree with that statement for people sure. People want to believe in, in crazy things because maybe those crazy things gives them something more, more interesting than their yeah, existence. More purpose, more, more, exist, more to question. Because we like to question. We like to yeah. be um, like to be challenged and, uh, and, and to be like actively doing something. And also the other part of it is the community part mm-hmm. where when you're – discussing debating talking about something in a group with like-minded people you are stimulated your you know your uh your brain chemistry goes haywire and you get into um a little bit of an echo i mean now we have the word the term echo chamber Mm -hmm. but it was it's just kind of like a a circle of agreement and you know everyone follows this cult of personality that is the leader the speaker you know like they uh they don't just believe in his theories but they like to hear him talk about it sure it makes them feel like they're a part of a community yeah a community that believes in lizard overlord people and flat earth and flat earth you know it's so cool in that Which, for the record is the dumbest fucking thing ever here I, I there was a great little bit in that video i think it was in that video maybe i scrolled into another facebook video but it was some guy who was um He's from a non-government or non he, – he said he was, like, unaffiliated with anybody, and his whole thing was that he wants to help uh, people with radical ideas like Flat Earth take a scientific look at what they're, you know, preaching about and why it could be wrong, possibly. He's a, he's a, lone, he's a lone guy. He's not a government or – No, he was – he's, he's like – yeah. like, like, A guy had, working for the government would say that. Yeah, exactly. That, so that, that was the whole thing. He was somebody who was – who was unaffiliated with any of that bullshit, and he was just trying to help, you know, uh, yeah, explain. Yeah, that's what they would say, right, Kyle? Right, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, so how he breaks it down, he's like, well, listen, if the Earth was flat, 
how would it make sense that the sun is going from the, you know, it's coming from the east to the west, right? It would just be going around in a circle around right. the earth. And it would it always be light, light. And it would never set. And I think that's literally the one sentence you need to disprove the whole theory. <laughs> or how about the most recent thing, which is Elon Musk sent a rocket with his car into space and took pictures of the Dude, earth. And you can't see the Don't you, don't you, don't you know that stream. Elon Musk stream. is a you, government shill? You can't. Everybody <laughs> knows He's this. part lizard. You can't, like, dismiss the idea of if you can take a picture and you can't see the whole world they from all space. Dis- they all dismiss it. That's the point, though. <laughs> So a dismissal of facts. No, dude, I don't. These people sincerely they believe, believe it. it. They yeah. believe it. But I, I a dismissal of facts trolls. doesn't make you right just because you're dismissing something. It's like, oh, well, that's not true. Well, no, it really is true. Like I'm looking at a picture here. Sure, and but they're welcome to dismiss it. You know what I mean? Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion, quote unquote, even if it's not fucking opinion. Even, uh, but exactly. I think there's but a difference flattered. between what believe, an opinion they, is they, and what a fact is. Of course. Of course. But these are people who also believe that their government is lying to them. So you got to hey, watch it. Hey, guess what? Your the, government is lying to you. Guess what? Your government is deceiving you and doing things behind closed doors. You're a civilian. You don't need to know everything that this mass government yeah. does. You because if you don't. did, <laughs> well, you have well, you have no say in everything I, the government does. Much. There's too much it's going too on. One up. person by themselves can't do it all. That's why we have of organizations course. within the government who delegate that work. But what's wrong with people being able to have critical thinking? They, they that's what they nothing. think they're doing. You right, know what I mean? Nothing at all. Yeah. That's what that's, that's what, they what they should they, have. That's what they think they're and doing. And also, you said it also regarding government hiding shit from us, I prefer if our government was a lot more transparent. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Disconnection. Okay. Yeah. Conspiracy <laughs> hour. As someone who has worked <laughs> for the government. Conspiracy hour disconnection. Yeah. As someone who has like worked I, for the government and seen things, there are things that you don't need to know as a civilian. It's unnecessary for you to live yeah, your daily life and your know Kyle about those things. way of telling me shit's Kyle, unnecessary are you, are for you me, allowed? I, I still am interested Tell me, in if you can't talk about it, then we won't talk about it. But are you allowed to tell us anything about your military... Yeah, I could uh, tell you some things, but some, there are like some, some things, things that I can't tell you. Like well, I had a secret clearance, so there are specific things that I'm not allowed to share. So what okay. was the secret clearance? Secret, secret well, why don't you just for? why don't you? It was for not sharing things that I don't share. Tell me a little bit about this not sharing. <laughs> I'm just not allowed to share it with you. Kyle, tell us. Why don't you just tell our audience uh, a little bit about what you did in the military? He's not allowed to share. So specifically, I was a designated marksman, which is just a sharpshooter, and I was part of a contingency force. We were a self-sufficient team of about 50 people, and our purpose was the equivalent of SWAT team. We were a reactive force uh, for embassies that were being taken over. Um, our sister companies were sent out to Bahrain back in, in two, back in 2012 when the embassies in Yemen were taken over. And uh, the purpose of my job was to be a lookout and to observe what people were doing around to... Uh, gauge their temper and intent and figure out what someone was doing as they were approaching our facility mm-hmm. and to make sure that everyone else on my team was securing the area and securing everybody within the building or to break back into the building and mm-hmm. take it back. Uh, you guys so both. there's a lot of stuff that like just basic knowledge information that I know that as a civilian, you don't need to know. You don't need to know anything about it because it's not your concern. Just like someone who's a dentist like, uh, doesn't is, need to know to what's going on in the concern. financial market uh, with one specific stock. See, this is sp- specifically where I disagree with you. What if what if that um, surgeon is interested in finance on his own fucking free time? Why could he not be looking into that stock? Then then I'll rephr- then I'll rephrase. I'll rephrase. Someone who is a neurosurgeon doesn't need to know. Uh, 
And when I say doesn't need to know, if they want to go and find out about it, sure. But they don't need to know specifically like uh, how a uh, a podcaster figures out his information. Like just it's I think not that's a in bad your analogy. realm. It's just yeah. not in your realm. And perhaps it is a bad analogy, yeah. but it's not in your realm of need to know. You don't need to know what's going on but, in certain but, areas. But what if I care about what's going on in certain areas and I'd like to know? Then become involved in there. But I don't want to join the military. Then you don't need to know specifically like what I did in the military. You don't need to know it. I think we're getting towards the heart of more like the relationship between civilian and its government and the military as like a buffer between in going both ways up and down. Um, but the the analogy of a civilian needing to know what another civilian does doesn't translate to civilian government relationship. I think there are definitely things that civilians shouldn't know like troop movements and base locations absolutely and where servers are being kept that kind of stuff That's i don't think different. we we no it's no, not it's not different it's not different it's different than the civilian civilian relationship no that no. was kyle's analogy I, I, my, what I, i'm trying I to get at is the government ben i think what we're both trying to get at here yeah. is the government civilian relationship and so if the if a civilian wants to know what the government is doing with their relations with another country I think that that pertains directly to our lives as civilians. Like, what are the trade agreements that are going on with the country? Uh, how is that going to affect what uh, products that I sell to that country? Those are things that we should know. But just like you said, there are things that you don't need to know. You don't need to know troop movements. You don't need to tell know me, tell me, how many tell, people tell me are other, in specific tell me other, areas. I agree with you about those things not needing to know. But tell me other things that you were specifically saying that we don't need to know. Okay, so... One of the like what was in your head? One of the deployments that I went on was to a secure base where you you don't need to know where the secure base was, mm -hmm. and you don't need to know what I was doing there. I was protecting the area, but you don't need to know what I was protecting. You don't need to know where it was and how many people we were protecting it with. I told you I was with a okay, team, but there could have been other teams there that were with us that mm -hmm. we worked in tangent with. Yeah. There could have been an entire thing going on, but you don't need that, to know That's about fair it. enough. I'm not arguing that we need to know that kind of stuff, though. I, I For some reason, I, I don't know what kind of secrets I was imagining when we were talking about it. What were you imagining? That, it's part yeah, of that conspiracy you? That's what I'm trying idea. to figure out right I, now, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people don't need to know about like, well, like why do people care the, about the that? Actual why would they need to know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. But then it becomes it boils down to like, what do you classify as strategic? What do you classify as what's safe towards our Absolutely. interests? But I think not? that's a little that's a little more of not like an unobvious question because you just you just laid out things that were very obvious. What what are you protecting at the base? Obviously, that's a secret. Fair enough for us not to know. Maybe you got some kind of high tech technology or weapons. That's the government. Fine, let them have that fucking shit. You know, I'm not looking ben, don't into. Don't talk about that stuff. I'm not. We're I'm not. not I'm not hanging it. around Groom Lake checking out what's up at Area 51. <laughs> nah, you know, you know oh, what I mean. Man. What do I know about anti-aircraft technology re-engineered by doing scientists? Air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Doing air quotes I forgot you guys it. can't see my yeah. air quotes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I've actually read a lot of conspiracy stuff about Area no, 51. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not doing this. We're not. We're not. We're not no, I think that's part of the conversation. Listen, there are some things. I'll have a whole disconnection conspiracy hour with you guys i don't know that much we're already honestly. 51 minutes into this so what uh, you can cut this no, we're, no. we're gonna start it's we're okay. gonna start the conspiracy theories at 51 minutes we could start yeah. whatever, right, whatever, right, whatever whatever here we go let's go let's go let's or he's go. a I'm producer he can edit i'm getting this. more comfortable now now I'm part getting really of conspiracy theories is that 
Some of them turn out to be true and they start out as conspiracies because people don't believe them. And then once the facts are out and people realize that it's true, it's no longer a conspiracy, then it's factual. Some of them have validity. Others have, you connect a bunch of coincidences and all of a sudden it's factual. Like that's not how it works. That's not, you can't jump to all conspiracy theories and go, oh, well, it's true because this, this, and this. Like, you need more information. There has to be a critical analysis, like you said, Ben, of what is true and what isn't true. Flat Earth has been proven wrong many times <laughs> and through many different avenues. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about Area 51 and what they hold there, well, unless someone's there and taking pictures and sharing videos and has first-hand accounts, we don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I read an article online about a guy who re uh, reversed engineer an alien spaceship at Groom Lake. So, <laughs> Benny, he, he, he sounded you pretty had legit. Something, you had something you wanted to bring up. What's the conspiracy theory you wanted to bring up? Um, There's uh, definitely a good one you got. What's that? The, what's I want to bring some, up. Give I me a spicy one. I don't know. I read who killed JFK the other day. I heard it was some <laughs> Quincy mafia. Jones knows. Yeah, exactly. That's where I read that. Thank you. Quincy Jones That's where knows I read that. that the mafia did it. Yeah, exactly. I was he got into a bad, uh, bad blood with the mafia. Quincy Jones. Brother. I trust every word out of Quincy Jones' mouth. I'm not even kidding <laughs> when I say it. That guy has no reason to lie. He's, he has. He has no reason, but he's just. Like, he, no, he's wild. He's wild. I, I can't tell <laughs> what's mafia. coming out of his. I can't tell what's coming out of his mouth. Yeah. But, um, he was interesting. That was a great interview. Kyle, what's your Rolling Stone Quincy theories? Jones interview? You guys that was check out. Yeah. Some some of my favorite ones are uh, Pearl Harbor and what's the conspiracy Harbor? behind Pearl Harbor? Whether or not know. the American government knew about That's it not a beforehand, they knew. I mean, like whether or not they allowed it to happen. Listen, there there are multiple they, avenues when you're in a chain what, of command. Like they allowed it to happen so they can nuke Japan. So Correct. They, so that they could be brought into the war. Japan, but they could go to war. So that they could be brought into the war. They ended up they ended yeah. up nuking Japan, but this, right. they, they yeah. knew they were going to nuke. Cons- them. I like the conspiracy the theory of uh, the 9/11 towers. Um, I think that there are some ideas like why was there hot molten at the bottom of the towers? I've read a book on the science that explains why the towers fell and that it wasn't an inside job but the one thing that the book didn't ask or question at all was why was there pools of of metal burning at the bottom of the towers and that's not to say like all of a sudden the government blew down the towers it's just it's a question and i think that it's reasonable mm-hmm. to to be like well why you know i can't wait till we find out the full story uh behind every 911 conspiracy i mean yes there there were conspiracy theories in the past like 30 20 to 30 years about the pearl harbor uh uh communiques um they knew we we know for a fact like it's not a conspiracy boys and girls it's a fact that the u.s government knew that there was going to be an attack on pearl harbor they knew how long before did they know um, that's the question we don't know we don't know exactly um, but they knew, and they didn't. And did they know whether or not that was the date it was going to happen? Like there are things. But they that, knew the, about. They knew about the Japanese fleet that was in correct in the Pacific. Uh, in the close Pacific. by, they knew that it was an aggressive fleet. They thought it was going to be either Midway or Pearl Harbor, one of the smaller Pacific islands. Wasn't there a battle at Midway? There was. That yes. was six months later, and that turned the tide gotcha. of the uh, the war against Japan. My um, history's shitty. Uh, so we we. I want to know in like a couple years the kind of revelations that you know about 9/11 and stuff like that. I think it's actually really interesting nowadays. Uh, I've seen, I think I've seen and heard 9/11 referenced in a comedic way, probably like 
five times in the past year. It's, like between it's, it's movies, there. TV shows, YouTube, podcasts, like people aren't afraid to talk about it anymore. Yeah. People the, aren't afraid to kind of like make fun of it anymore. The statue of limitation on the jokes for 9-11 has uh, expired. Yeah. Also JFK. Uh, that's a conspiracy theory that I'm I'm not willing to say like 100% like... But that's like the conspiracy theories yeah. of conspiracy right. theories. Right. Like, who you know, killed like, him and why? You know, I watch... Uh, the U.S. government. I watch James Franco... Uh, <laughs> his short like a mini series um and it's it was interesting the way that he you know explained i mean in the show time travel and that's part of the show and him like saving jfk and what are you talking what about show is yeah this? what the fuck there's, are there's you a talking sh- about you guys didn't you know about the show about? hold up i gotta <laughs> it's a really it's a really so, good show it's a really good show james franco going back in time yeah, to save like JFK. when did this become it's really cool that is the last person i want saving jfk no no james it was franco really good. in times square with pimps and hookers that's one thing you got me sold on that hbo did he say that Eleven twenty two sixty three was the name of the show and it's a short mini series about jfk's assassination and it's really, really great oh, acting. I actually heard what? him promoting it initially. I, it actually sounds really familiar. What was yeah. it? Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. What's, the, uh, what's um, the, the company that on Hulu? I it's think on Hulu. it's on Hulu, Hulu production. Yeah, definitely Hulu. Conspiracy yeah. theories. You want to continue on conspiracy? I, I still want to know. I want to know a secret about Kyle, or you can cut this out. I'm just curious. No, 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 no. I'm not cutting this part out. All right. Secrets about Kyle. We're keeping. Well, what do you want to know? Ask me a question. Military ben, secrets. Ben wants clearly. to like drill into your. I, I know you. what Ben. I know what Ben's getting. At. He wants to like drill into your service. There are there are certain things that I can share, but I want to know something that you can't. You're not. You're, well, you're I not can't share it. So you can't share it. I can't share. You're not. You're not under. <laughs> and oath I have anymore. Of, of the stories that I can't I've shared, get kicked out of the military again. That's, that's true. So you can't. so tell <laughs> I me, literally cannot. So tell me your secrets, young man. So here's here's the thing, and. Part of it is the stories that I've shared with you are stories that I can share with you. So there are stories that you can't share with us. And I never will. And I haven't. And you'll never hear them because sharing it is not just, oh, you can't like leave the Marines anymore. They can't like make you leave. It's like you're risking people's lives. I'm not only risking people's lives, but I'm also risking the possibility of being uh, legally um, reprimanded, reprimanded or legally like, uh, attacked for sharing things that I have signed off and said like I cannot share this. Mm-hmm. So part I'm of, curious if you literally are not allowed to share these things at this point. Part like, of it I mean is that sincerely. No, yeah, absolutely. Are, so part of it is when you're a whistleblower, you can say or you do say and you go against the code of conduct and say like hey, this is wrong and I think that what the military doing or the mm-hmm. government is doing is wrong mm-hmm. and so I'm blowing the whistle. And a lot of people look at whistleblowers and go who are in the military or who are in the government and go, wow, this person's horrible. They're destroying uh, the um, the fabric of our the integrity, fabric, the integrity of our government. And partly that's true. And partly when the government does something and you're a part of the government and you don't think that it's morally correct, you're not as an individual um, completely in power to say like, well, everyone should know about this. But also you are. It's a very fine line that mm. you have to walk when blowing the whistle on something. And nothing that I ever did or was involved with needs blowing whistle. It was all under under my morally uh, and ethically like uh, life. I don't think it was in wrong. Your code. In like, my in code, code of conduct, yeah. it, it wasn't wrong. But if I was involved with something that was morally and ethically wrong and I believe strongly that it was something that needed to, to be shared, maybe I would do that. But that's situational you know circumstance i 
I can't say as a whole, like the things that I've, uh, that I know it's not worth me sharing. It's, it's not even, it's so they're not no interesting is what you're saying. No, no. Ben's, it's interesting Ben's to, to get, someone. Like, it's not interesting but... to you. It's interesting for someone, so uh-huh. I can't air it. All right, I, I, but it's not interesting right, to you. When you're saying it's interesting to someone, do you mean it's interesting to a foreign power who Correct. wants to who attack wants to a attack, base? Yeah, like, or who wants right, to take so, advantage of some knowledge? So leave out the bits that are, uh, you know, <laughs> Ben fuck just us wants over. to get a cool story. Ben yeah. wants a cool story. I mean, everyone wants a cool story. Everyone, everyone wants course. a story. Yeah. Come on, we've talked enough. Give us a cool story. Just I'll, t- give us, like, a I'll cool tell you story what a cool story is. Yeah, give us some cool stories. I share some cool stories in my book that you guys should. Check plug, out, plug, wow. yeah. This is plug, such a plug in my book, you guys should check out. It's going to come out in April, and your book. it's a uh, narrative of my life on how I've approached it and how I used to approach life. Is it narrated in the voice of a bunny with one eye? It might be. I used to have a shirt that said that. Anyway, um, <laughs> not really that funny. So, tell us, tell us about your book. Tell the audience about your book. <clears throat> so the book is going to be very short. It's going to be about thirty pages. You can listen to it instead. Uh, I'm going to record me reading the book. So you can have the audio or you can read it. It's digestible and it's very personal. And there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't normally share or would never share with anyone. But it's worth sharing because... Like military secrets? Possibly. I mean, you'll have to read it and check it out. Uh, When does it come out? It comes out in April. And I don't have a specified date yet. That's pretty soon, dude. It is. It's very very soon. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Started writing in December. Wanted it to come out already, but you know, sometimes you have to work with what life gives you. Does it have a name? Sorry. Not yet. I'm working yeah, on a name. December. In fact, mm-hmm. shortly, probably in the next two or three weeks, uh, I will ask for opinions on which title I should choose. I've I have a couple of titles for sure, and we'll uh, be hosting a poll here I'll at this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There will be a poll for which title is the Survey best, which results. subtitle is the best. That'll what? be our first poll on uh, on our Patreon. Yeah. Our, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, please support us on Patreon. Uh, don't forget to follow Patreon. 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 You know, after you said that to me, Ori, I, I sincerely, until you said that to me, I never heard the word Patreon. And then uh, you were like, dude, every YouTuber promotes their Patreon at the end of their video. I start hearing it in every, every single one of the videos that I was watching. Video it's, of every it's content crazy. creator. Yeah. No. Now. I, and and the, it already, it's a, it's a, it's not a new service. It's been around for about a year now. But it's already shrouded in a lot of controversy. Really? I was going to say what was just amazing to me was how I was able to white noise it for so mm-hmm. long. Like, it's sincere. Like, a, the word Patreon had no meaning to me until he explained that to me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a great service, but it's actually a service platform. It's evolved a lot in the past year. It's become a service platform. Which is why I'm hesitant to open one up for disconnection. What do you mean by that? Um, we don't need it. We are on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Obviously, you don't know what Patreon app. is. Kyle. Well, doesn't matter. We don't need it. Well, you don't know what it is, so well, you can shut your mouth before he explains I wanna, it to you. I want to. I want to. I'm not explaining it to you. I want to kind of explain it to our audience because they are. I'm telling them to shut exposed. their mouth too. So what I want. What I want to say <laughs> is that Patreon is now like a. It's a. It's a service provider in the way where. It opened originally as, hey, I'm a YouTuber. I want to do this full time and you guys want me to do this full time because you're obviously watching my vlogs or my weekly videos. So please support me on Patreon. Uh, Pay my bills. Pay for the production. I will, you know, I promise to not only deliver content to you on a weekly basis, but also 
to give you extra bonus content. And so all that extra bonus uh, content started to build up and build up and build up. And um, now people who are very successful have make literally make, you know, uh, five to six figures on YouTube still have Patreon accounts. And it's, it's a little disingenuous when you're making six figures to ask for donations. So, and they know that too. So what, what it's become is that it's kind of like a subscription model, but not really. It's that fine line between I thought it was a subscription model. No, it's what, not. What it's it a not. donation. It's, it's quote unquote a donation, right. but it's evolved into being a subscription model because those YouTube videos that you're watching, they say, you know, support me on Patreon. So here's a question for you. And I don't know if you'll you're be able those to, videos for free. I don't know if you'll be able to have an answer for it, because it's considered partly a donation. Do they have to pay taxes on that money? You mean do we have to pay taxes? No, no, when no. We so, donate to so them. There's or a YouTube. Do, no, they, they, that's income for them. That's not okay. charity. Right, that's right, not right. Charity. That's, that's income, income for them. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's not charity for us either. It's not donation to a charity organization. Mm. That that's it's for your work. It's for yeah, your company. Yeah, exactly. That's income. That's rev, that's like income to their company, and that's also just regular expenses for okay. us. Like we can't write off Patreon as a tax write off. That was I mean? my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it doesn't. It's 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 donation with air quotes around it. Mm-hmm. It is donations. You are donating to the channel that you like. If you uh, if our listeners like this disconnection, we would open a Patreon and say, "Hey guys, we want to work a little bit less at our day jobs, and maybe even if not, maybe even not, not that much. I'm sorry. Let's say let's say, hey." you know, donate a dollar a week or a dollar a month, you know, you do get 50 people to do that. Maybe we can buy a new microphone stand, you know, like it adds up after a couple dollars, after a couple people and your production gets a little bit better over time. And as a reward, you say, Hey guys, thank you for supporting us. Here's free t-shirts or here's uh, free bonus content that literally no one else will have access to. So that's how it used to be for the past. And it's been going on like that for the past year. What it's evolved into is uh, people expecting more out of their subscription. And once you get to a certain uh, level of notoriety and financial status, people expect like... What's an example? uh, A good example is... Uh, channels like PewDiePie, the biggest YouTuber in the world, by over 30 million subscribers. He just passed 60 million subscribers. Jeez. So he posts uh, a video, and 20 minutes later, it has 2 million views. No problem. No problem. That's that's only 1%, 2%, maybe 3% of his Ton audience. Of money. You know, of his audience that watches in those 20 minutes. 3% of his audience watches, mm-hmm. just like, boom. Um so he, I think his Patreon is still open, but he's making literally six figures like a week. Like you, PewDiePie makes so much fucking money. Um, That's crazy. Because he's also uh, on YouTube Red. You know, it's not just the ad money that he gets. He's also like on YouTube Red and he has his own content and shows and this and that and and Twitch and whatnot and merch. <laughs> so... Um, it's this generation. It's kind of, of like fuckboy. It's kids, kind of like honestly. disingenuous for for me at least as a casual PewDiePie viewer to give a dollar a month, even just a dollar. I wouldn't even give him a dollar a month, but I would give a dollar a month to 
let's say like the H three podcast, or even though you to, know H three is making five making six like, figures, too. they're not making six figures anymore. They've talked; they're really like transparent about the money that they make. Like they're more like five figures, maybe like it's because of the adpocalypse that happened uh, this past year to year and a half. Um, but I mean, I don't support anyone on Patreon because uh, I choose not to. And uh, my my trade off personally is I'm watching the ads on your videos. I don't need to. I'm also not gonna. Pay you. Yeah. If if everyone else watched who was watching an ad and it gets their data collected was also paying a dollar, I'd pay a dollar. But the playing field isn't even. Yeah. Um, and it's not expected to to charge people money on Patreon. It's an extra thing. It's just like how mobile games and loot box games, they don't make their money from casual gamers, they, and they don't expect to. They make their money from the hardcore, dedicated, addicted uh, people who are addicted to you, you realize spending that the there's extra. an overlap on both populations. One being the population of people who like YouTube videos and pay for Patreon, and two being the population of fuckers who do in-app purchases. And you know what the overlap is? They're all little fucking kids, dude. <laughs> Seriously, a lot of this is really... It's not, it's not all little fucking kids, but there are Listen, a lot of you kids. Don't, you don't think there's a humongous YouTube population of kids that I never are said under there 15 wasn't. years I said, old? I never said there wasn't a huge one, but... It's they're not just, all. It, it is humongous, not, but a lot of these kids are little fucking kids who are taking their parents' credit cards for both yes, reasons. Yes, agreed that are using them for in-app purchases and also using them to support these patreons and uh, it's hard to you can call them a real audience but it's it's not their money you know what i mean they're uh, but there are other people like like people our age you know like young working adults that are using their money i'll tell you you, it it exists but i i I would say that i i believe at least the majority of it is that younger population i don't have the numbers in front of me or to to back it if you don't know if there are numbers in front if you want to have here's here's what i'll say when i was in high school when i was in high school i poured money my own money that i worked for into a video game that i was playing Mm -hmm. back in high school that was my money that I worked for. I didn't use my parents' credit cards. But I was still a kid who poured money into a game because I was, like you said, Ori, addicted to playing the game, addicted yeah. to being really good. You were in the 1%. And I and I got really good at the game because yeah. I was pouring, I was paying to play. Mm-hmm. And even more recently, like a year and a half ago, I was also paying to play a phone game. And I got up and I was really, really good. And at a certain point, I was like, oh my God, I'm spending too much money. Like, mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. But, I had already, but I had already spent enough money but I had already spent enough money to where I was good enough in the game. I didn't need to pay anymore. And I became one of the best in the world for that game. Yeah, you were in the or I was, I was a part of a team that was one of the best in the world for that game. Mm-hmm. But that's an addiction. It's an addiction to thinking that you're receiving some sort of value for your money spent on a game. When in reality, it is outside of life. It is outside of what is actually happening to you. And you receive this instant gratification for... Oh, I paid money. Now I immediately get something in the game. I'm being successful. Like, no, you're not. You're wasting your money. And I've separated myself from the game as well as all games because I do have that personality where I want to be the best at something. Yeah. I'll do whatever I it's can. It's an addictive to be. personality. Yeah. yeah. You'll do I'll, what it takes. I'll to, do what it takes to be, to be the, top the of best. The yeah. yeah. That's. Uh... Including that, wasting money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I wasted a lot of money on that game. Well, and all games throughout my life. With, yeah, I have gambling With a game, you get the money. gratification 
from the game because it's an interactive medium, but then video content isn't interactive. You're just you're you're what you're being active but not interactive. It gets interactive when you do like the YouTube community polls, YouTube uh, comments, and then Patreon polls and Patreon comments. But with gaming addiction and gaming uh, loot box addiction, it's I think it's a little different than the addiction to supporting let's say people like PewDiePie or H3 sure. Dude, or I, Kevin I also Smith don't find anything wrong with Collider supporting videos. content like I don't that. either like, I don't it, either it's a good thing I'm it's saying a good that model. that the Patreon platform itself mm-hmm. the specific platform itself um has been shrouded in a lot of controversy lately because people are being disingenuous on it and I, and that's the problem I mean I don't I don't think that we're going to open a Patreon and then all of a sudden become disingenuous, but... Really? Because as soon as I start getting money in my pockets, I know my genuineness is going out the window. <laughs> Kidding, guys. Um, I swear I'm cool. I just, uh, I just don't think we have... For us, I don't think we, we're at the point where we are providing a service for people. No, people don't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people don't care, but we also aren't uh, putting the extra mile into production service. Sure. I mean, Daxra Mile is determined by the viewer. If they liked what what our content is currently and that's what they wanted to see more of, sure, I would be happy to open a Patreon. And if you know that, we are, we are not opening a Patreon and we are not asking for donations. Anyways, you didn't let me finish my sentence where I was about to say I don't think we're anywhere near that level. But No, no, we'll never be at that level and we'll never ask for donations from you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I disagree with everything Kyle just said because I don't find anything wrong with asking for, for donations to keep reduction um, better than it has been if it just if it so happens that our podcast which that would be awesome if it did took off and you guys as the audience really enjoyed what we were sharing then we will make money through advertisements we will make money through other avenues i don't i think you're putting a hard foot down for no reason right now i don't think that asking the audience for donations because specifically we're talking about it it becomes disingenuous of Mm -hmm. i have a job and this is a hobby for me and if mm-hmm. it turns into a thing where I believe I can make more money on this hobby than I can on my job, then I'll make more money and I'll do it through an avenue of how everyone else is doing it of I'll have advertisements like I already do where we have a plug for our sponsor and we'll continue to have plugs for our sponsors. And but the game is changing. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and, it's just we'll not do, the playing field. I think that's yeah. almost a stubborn and almost naive look at running yeah, a podcast Kyle, that, that, to say that. I won't, I'm not going to go as far as what Ben just said, but the playing field the, is changing super fast. And it's not just ad revenue. It's not just diversification anymore. You know, we're, we're uh, moving forward on a diversification model. We want to ha- be uh, on different platforms and, you know, maybe down the line we'll even have merch. Who knows? Okay, but, so having but, a product for them to purchase is fine. But as far as the podcast as service, goes, this podcast is free. If okay. you want to listen to this podcast, you can listen to this and, podcast. And you're not asking anybody to pay money to listen to this podcast. It's if they want to if they want to enjoy the services, if they want to help us improve the services, if they want to get extra content because that's what you do to people who donate to you in Patreon. Let's say we recorded an extra hour of the episode for everybody who gave us an extra five bucks. You know what I mean? It could... It, 
that's that's the whole point of the patreon it's they want these are fans who like your content want to support your content want to see your content get better want to see you grow and also want to have their own extra content that people aren't uh able to access if they're not donating i hear you and i agree i would i want to be able to give our audience more but we'll we'll do it in a way where we're not saying please donate to us so that Mm -hmm. we can have more um podcasts for you it's going to be hey listen we have merch and if you want to purchase our merch, which by the way, right now we have no merch, so don't try and look for any right now. You're going uh, from more of like a merch I, I'm subscription. Producing, I'm producing something for you to utilize, to wear, mm-hmm. to use a, a new phone case, a shirt, a sweater. It's something that you can hold tangible. It's not something you know in the interwebs where it's like, donate to me and you'll get more podcasts. Yeah, if yeah. you want to provide for us you'll buy things that we offer i you, disagree sure. with you so hard right i now. think it's a fine line yeah. i think i think it's because uh, i i we shouldn't be holding our hands out for donations and i don't think we are doing that it's if you're asking people for to join your patreon it's at a point where you feel that you're popular enough that anybody fucking cares to want to give you a dollar or anybody or people want to see your show succeed in a better way obviously if you are and, and that's just the playing field right there now. are new yeah. channels that open with a Patreon, by the way. I that's interesting. I have found new channels, brand new channels. Yeah, yeah, literally zero views and literally zero subscribers. And how I found them was via a Reddit link that someone just said, like, hey, I'm opening a channel. And on their first video, they had a Patreon, they had a Squarespace, they had a sponsor, yeah. they had, like, they were prepping... They were like, they gave out an announcement saying like, hey, get ready for merch and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's a people, person that did a lot of pre-production. That's and a came, person who's building their YouTube like a business. Like a business. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but it's not uh, it's not fair to say that only big people. I, have, I didn't say or, that only big people have it. I thought you were trying to get at. No, like, no. Like, I, I think once that, you have enough subscribers, then it then it, you open up your page. Listen, I once I just meant once people cared. I don't think anybody cares right now. Is the is, okay? So is, I'll, I'll, let me restate. When is the point? Care, yeah. All I'm trying to say is it, once we have people that care, I I don't feel disingenuous saying if those people want better content, what's wrong with them donating money? You know what I mean? I think we're gonna have many more conversations about. I'm not this. I'm not holding my hand out yeah, for people for sure. I think it's a really interesting conversation, and I think it's uh but it's, it's it's also playing the field currently. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's the other side of it. It's like why agreed, would we why, why would we not take the venue where we're able to capitalize on our current product, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to sitting back and doing it like they would do in the past, which is just waiting for advertisements and plugs on your products and selling merch. When a whole other venue in this. 2018 YouTube world has opened up that that can help you produce your program and create better content for you know your who's audience. Been doing okay. uh, subscription service is um, those guys that made the what do you call it the red versus blue videos. Uh, I don't Remember know those who, red what their blue? name is, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I know yeah, who they yeah. are. Yeah, uh, Rooster Teeth. Right, the, right, in right. Like twenty. They have, they have a Netflix shit already. They have, they've been on Netflix. Yeah. I think starting in like 2012, 2013, they migrated like kind of like off YouTube and they migrated from uh, third party sites to roosterteeth.com and you subscribe through their website, mm-hmm. through their pay service, 
through their video service. Sure. And that's their and choice to make as a successful content. product. Yeah. I mean, that Rooster Teeth is, is like... Uh, they're huge right a, now. They're lightning in a bottle. Yeah. They, they are a, a group of very charismatic guys that a very specific niche of people really, really latch onto. Enough people where they have, they have like Rooster Con or whatever it is, like, you know, like the wow. Rooster Teeth's own convention. Um, wow. That and, is big. And they've had it. I mean, now it's not that so much of a big deal, but dude, they've had that convention since like 08, 09. You know, it's Rooster Teeth has been around since like 2002. Uh, you know, so the the subscription service, I think it's the most transparent way to go about the uh, the donation uh, relationship with audience members to just very very clearly say, hey. There is a market of you. There is a pocket of you that, like Ben said, wants to pay, wants to see stuff get better, wants to see us use better microphones, move to video, hand out free tangible merch. You know, they, they mean, want it all, how and, we... and they and they want us to produce it. So we say to them, "Hey, if you want us to produce it." We need more money and we need more time. I agree with you. And here's how we just framed the conversation, though. We were just saying that people who are using Patreon are disingenuous. And then we're saying, oh, yeah, but we're also going to do it ourselves. Well, we didn't no, say no, that everybody that. that was using I'm Patreon that. I'm just saying that, that, that the, I don't, way. the way that you just phrased it, fine. You want to have a subscription? Like, that's be what, open pay, that's to what having, Rooster Teeth does. That's okay, I'd be open to having a subscription. You want to make a one-time subscription uh, payment? Fine. Because you want better content. It's not from a subscription us. if it's a one-time payment. I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to think thing. of it as donations. Because when I think of donations, I think of someone who is in need of help. Like if I'm donating, okay, so, to someone, that's why so, you clear, so you clearly, so you clearly, so you clearly have a stigma with the word donation. And a lot of people do. Yes, the, and, do. And I said from the beginning, the donate, the D in donate is a lowercase D. It's a, it's an air quotes donate. On, on yeah, Patreon. Well, we prefaced the whole conversation the that it's not literally donations. Yeah. You're, and, you're and paying you can't for even content. write it off your taxes. It's not charity. It's, uh, it's, you're, you're paying for paying. content that you like, well, period. Well, you're, well, you're paying, paying someone. <laughs> you're paying something, but it's not always content. There have been, well, there have been Patreon schemes. Sure. There have been a lot of Patreon schemes. I, I There's another know, YouTuber, stuff, Philip, but... uh, Philip DeFranco. I very, very guy. big. I, very, I don't like guy. him either. But oh he, my God. He His is also. I know he's the most punchable face. It's in the world. unbelievable. He is moving to a completely like, subs- like service subscription style, uh, with his Patreon and his website, because I guess just for his production it makes more sense, and for his audience it makes more sense. I'm not gonna knock it, but like, it's a, uh, it's a conversation that I think will continue to evolve as Patreon evolves. Patreon's only been in the forefront for the past, like, year and a half, two years. What's the guy's name most. who created Patreon? He's an interesting I dude. I don't yeah, I don't know much about the guy that created Patreon. Well, but we're going to we're gonna have what? many more conversations about this behind the scenes, and we'll have more conversations about it with you guys on the airwaves, and we'll see where we go with, uh, with this connection and the podcast and the show. Uh, we've been having conversations about moving to video recently, so we'll get back to you about that. Uh, this has been our first, uh, I guess this is kind of like our first official episode of Universe, uh, Universe Episode 1, uh, discussing pop culture, life, 
what do we talk about? I don't the, even know. Uh, Conspiracy theories. We talked about a lot today. Let us, you, you know what? Let us know um, what to you, talk about. No, on the universe. That was the opposite of what I was going to say. I was going to say, <laughs> let let us know if you guys want more universe episodes, and we'll think of subjects to come in next time and speak about as opposed to as free ball, sure. free ball, and it as yeah, hard as we just free. went. And, and also, loose. if you want to suggest a topic of discussion, please do. You can go to our website and write us a little submission on the info page. I'm going to say this in English. Please write a comment on our YouTube or Facebook page with which topics you'd like <laughs> us you to speak about. you can also go on our regular dis-connection.com uh, <laughs> page and give us a, a message and send it to us and let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, if you have a topic that you think would be uh, thrilling. For sure. I just Before we sign off, I just want to say thank you to uh, everyone that's given us support and just kind of like watched and heard our show this first week um really 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 thank you um it really means a lot so uh we're just gonna keep cranking them out stay tuned yeah stay tuned for more catch us on youtube itunes spotify which will be coming out and uh we're all over the place cool it's not on paper so thank you for listening to universe for this episode of universe i've been ori i've been ben i've been kyle and we'll we've been you. Disconnection. Yeah, that's, not, that's not how that's happening. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode of Universe. Disconnect. <sighs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection. All together. All three of us all together. All three of us together. Yes. Ready? So one, weird. two, No, we say three. Disconnection Universe, all right? Are we going to go Disconnection, Connection? All right, that works. Too. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Disconnection. Oh, no, no. No. You, you got to go. Because you got to go. Because we got to do the whole thing. I've been uh, Ori. Okay. okay, we'll do the whole thing. Ready? Okay. Right, 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 By the way, said, don't cut any of this. this I set great. a marker on the thing. Don't yeah. cut Not this. cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. All right, all right. All right. Start off. I've been Ori. I've been Ben. I've been Kyle. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection. Disconnection. So corny. Disconnection. So corny.